Hello, good afternoon and welcome. Isn't it a beautiful day? Uh, the first Wednesday in May. I hope you're enjoying the month of May and that you get to attend all the different uh, events that's going on uh, throughout Roscommon and throughout Ireland. It's big, big time. I have a packed show this afternoon. Pauline Flood from Edgestown with the Mostrum Players. I'm not sure if Pauline's actually from Edgestown, but she's from that area. And uh, the Mostrum Players will be chatting to Pauline in a minute. We have an interview with uh, Jed... Um, Jed, uh, artist, uh, what is it, land to plate? I have an interview with uh, Shane in Fernhill. In studio, I have Lee Williamson, and he's on his best behaviour. I can tell you that, listeners. That's why James is here. Listen, we start off with uh, Pauline. Um, hello, Pauline. How are you, Ursula? Not so bad, Pauline, and you're welcome to uh, Ross FM. You, oh, thanks very much. Y- you're no stranger to radio, are you? No, I'm working here in Shannon's side. I've been working here for 20 years or, so, or and a bit more. Probably a bit more, yeah. 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 And you're no stranger to um, the arts? I'm no stranger to the arts. I've been writing plays and writing books and poetry for years and years. And all your family would be involved in the arts as well, really? They are, yes. All of my family. They're either singers, dancers, um, or they're actors or whatever, writers, all of them. And I remember your dad well. <laughs> yeah, he was a great man. He was a storyteller. He was a great storyteller. And I told you the story about how I remember him on the roof. Uh, but Absolutely. I, and Absolutely. Um, would tell, my sister would tell great stories about him as well. But, Pauline, we didn't uh, invite you on uh, Ross FM to talk about your family. We invited no. you to talk about Tom Poolery at the Folly. Uh, yes. Now, for people Probably who don't like know more. the story... Maybe you tell us a little bit about what the story is about and then yeah. we'll talk about the Mostrum uh, players. Okay, okay. Well, when I got married in 1979, after a couple of months I got this money. It was from a, um, the Charlton Endowment Benefit Fund. I got £60 back then and it was an awful lot of money. And I often wondered where on earth did this money come from? Because my father said, go to the priest, Sign up the paper and you get this dowry thing. So that's what I did. But eventually I found out that um, it was from the Charleston estate. But Thomas Charlton left all his money, millions. He left it after 1776 to young couples preparing for marriage. Now, at first there were young couples from counties Longford and Meath, and there had to be Protestant couples. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, Longford and Mead, because he had land at Longford and Mead. And later on, the interest on the money was so vast that he also, or it was also said that Catholics could take the money as well, if they were from labouring backgrounds, and that, that they were, families weren't rich. So, now, how the money came about was, um, it's, it's a sad story how the money came about, this dowry. It was because Thomas Charlton was 75. He was a millionaire and he wanted to marry and produce an heir for himself for all his millions. But his two wicked sisters who lived with him or nearby had also two sons. But the the sisters were abandoned by their husbands or partners. So they were left with two sons to bring up. So when the sisters heard that this man, 75 years of age, was going to get married, they panicked. 
They panicked badly and they decided to take things into their own hands and that was to take away his manhood to stop him fathering any children. Can, can I just ask you, the Mustrum players are going to be playing this play? Mm, yeah. Mm. Now, it was very dark and that, but my daughter is a director, Vanessa Galligan. She's directed many, so many plays. And she said it was very dark and dismal, so she said, we're going to put a bit of entertainment value. There's going to be comedy, there's going to be sadness, there's going to be all different kinds of feelings and all different kinds of emotions displayed. So we didn't keep it dark. We have some of it uh, comical. Okay. <clears throat> um, but it is based on, a, on a, a true story. A true story, because that's where I got my £60. A true, very true story. Like, this money started after 1776. And it actually, the fund, I think, I'm nearly sure, died out in 2000 or thereabouts. The fund is, is now finished. Because I do remember it myself as a child. I do remember the story, um, and but I didn't really know the full story of it. So the, you are um, part of the Mustard Players, and you will I be am. putting uh, Tom Foolery at the Folly on in the backstage in Longford mm, on the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth of May at eight pm nightly. Okay, and um, do we have to book in advance? Well, yes, because. Look, the last week or so, it fills up really, you know. Yeah. I've seen in the past where we had to put on extra nights, maybe a month or two later, where people missed out. Yeah, and, and this, this one would be very much of local interest as well because of... It would, yeah. yes, for historians and people who grew up not knowing where they got this money out. <clears throat> and just tell me, is there anything left of uh, in, in the Moat Farrell area of his premises... Uh, no, there's an old... The folly that he was building, the folly itself, was... Well, people long ago, if they wanted to show their wealth off and if they wanted to be um, snobby about it, they always built a folly, which was any kind of a, a building, not, not for any purpose at all, but a fancy-looking building. And they always built it outside their drawing room when they had guests, the people could look out onto this beautiful folly, whether it was with funny stained glass windows or flower arrangements or whatever. Maybe it could be a turret or a tower, but the folly was just a, a standing building. And there are, there, look, there are um, parts of it standing still. Parts of it standing still, but it, it's, very, it's very old and tattered looking at the moment with trees and everything growing through it. The next time I'm over, I'm over in Motfarrell area, I must go and have a look because I can yeah. vaguely remember stones being there, but you know, that's it, I can't remember. And that's about it, that's yeah. about it, with trees growing up through it. Hmm. And it would make yeah. a, nice, um, a, a nice attraction to the tourist department in, in Longford, wouldn't it? Mm. And you're, uh, but it, it needs total, total uh, uh, re erection thing. Like it is very, I'd say it's unstable. Probably is unstable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, so. so now, Pony, and we're going to go back to this tomfoolery at the folly, and it's mm-hmm. based on a, a true story back from yeah. 1776. And yeah. you availed yeah. of the, um, the, it wasn't called a charity; it was called um, the Charleston Charitable Endowment Scheme. Yes. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, um, yeah, a long time ago now. <laughs> 
and it's on in the backstage. You wrote the play. Your daughter is the director, and it's on in the backstage in Longford. Um, the dates again are the uh, 18, 19, and 20s. Now, I have to say that it's not 100% true what I'm displaying on stage because obviously nobody knows what was 100% true or true. So look, I fabricated it, I, you know, I made it funny, I built up the sides, I built up the missing pieces. Like, I am a researcher, I'm a genealogist by trade, and I looked up stuff and I researched and I spoke to people and I read books. So, look, I brought it together the best I could. I didn't realise you were a genealogist. Oh, yes, I've spent 35 years as a genealogist. Okay. Well, well, Pony, I wish you well with the play, um, mm-hmm. and um, no doubt I, I, I'd love to catch up with it myself because I think it's an amazing story. Because I knew some of the story, but I didn't know all of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Enjoy the most players. Enjoy your time on stage. And the other thing I'm going to have to say is enjoy um, the Marie Edgeworth Festival this weekend. Yeah, I have a small play in that a pageant. Yes. Yeah, it's called um, the Dead Poets Authors Society. Okay. where all the poets from Longford and surrounds come back to life to meet for an AGM. And what time is that on? Oh, that's on at 2 o'clock on the green in Edgerstown. Hopefully, uh, weather permitting, it'll be outside on the green. And was that on the Sunday? That's on on the Sunday, but there's a whole week of Maria yeah. Edgeworth's... Uh, Literary things going on all weekend, yeah. starting on Thursday, I think. Yeah, I, I, I have already done an interview about that, but I just realised that you were on on the. Yeah, you were on the green, Pauline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can I say thank you very much for taking this time out to chat with us about uh, Tom Foolery at the Polly, and I uh, wish you all the best on Sunday on the oh, green. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ursula. Okay, talk to you soon. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was Pauline Flood. Uh, Tom Foolery at the Folly, and that's on uh, 18, 19 and 20th of May. But keep an eye on the Marie Edward Festival, which will be on this weekend in Edgestown, uh, and the Mostrum uh, players will be involved in that as well. So my first uh, pre-record is with Jed, um, who has an art exhibition in the Balcony Caf in uh, Gamnes of Atlone. Ursula for the Arts Programme on Ross FM and I'm absolutely thrilled and delighted to be in the Balcony Caf, Gannis of Atlone. And I'm absolutely delighted to have the owner of the Caf with me, Badia Zedi. Well, first of all, you're welcome to the Arts Programme. Thanks a million, Ursula. Why are you here today? I'm actually delighted to have you here <laughs> in the Balcony Cafe in Gannis. Yes. So I'm delighted to have you at least to bring new art to the community. I think this is going to go far, far, because I think the art is absolutely beautiful. It is. It's a beautiful exhibition. It is indeed. Well, we let people in on the secret. The artist is here with us, isn't he? Uh, he is indeed. He is indeed. He is indeed. We have the <laughs> lovely smiley and happy face. <laughs> you know? This is the first exhibition you have in the Balcony Cap, is it? Indeed, yeah. I, I took the cafe nearly six months ago and I'm delighted. Like, even with the short notes, we actually, we did a great job because it's the artist speaks for itself, to be honest with you. Yeah. So just we only did the final touch and now I'll, I, I'll put you through... To Jed. The gentleman, Jed. <laughs> Jed McMahon. That's Con- me, yes. Congratulations and welcome to the Balcony Cap here Absolute. in Ganley's of Atlone. Absolutely pleasure to be here. And Badia has been absolutely brilliant. We've hung up a number of pieces on his walls. 
and uh, we've had a great response all day with people popping in for a bite to eat and looking at the art and uh, yeah it's, it's been brilliant it's my first time in this restaurant field as well I just had a great day Tell us a little bit about your art. You're a mixed-media artist. I am mixed-medium, yeah. I, I, I don't paint. I don't use paints. I use inks, soft uh, and oil pastels. I would use pencils. Um, anything really except paint. I might use spray paint a couple of times for my skies. I would love to be able to paint, but I'm really happy using the mediums that I'm using. I'm achieving the results that I want. The exhibition that we have today... What is mainly the art that you have on display? Well... Apart from that eye that everybody's talking about. Yeah, well, I always use that eye. Everyone loves that piece. Well, because we were coming to Badia's lovely place here in in Gantley's, uh, the Balcony Cafe, we went with food and we also went with um, landscape because we're in a lovely part of the country. So we're calling it from land to plate. So it's landscape... And it's also some food art as well. There's candy apples on the wall. There's lovely cheesecake on the wall. Ice cream sundaes on the wall. <laughs> Along with recognisable places like Talk Waterfall in Killarney and the Cliffs of Moher, which is in Clare, County Clare. Yeah. So a mixture of landscape and food. food so art. anyone can come in, have a look at the art. The art is for sale. Oh, the art's for sale, yes. Yeah. And anyone's free to come in and browse it and enjoy a nice coffee or a treat or indeed a lunch, a lovely lunch, lovely in lunch. the cafe while they're sitting beside the art. And yeah. Absolutely. So it's a new adventure. Well, absolutely, around. it'll be a new combination, to be honest <laughs> with you, with the art and food and, yeah, and even people that come in into galleries to do their shoppings and pop up for a coffee upstairs, have the, to the lovely art. Yeah. And look, I'll be around all the time. Have a look to the art. If you need to buy or you need to talk to Jar, you give me a shout and he'll be... Can be sorted out. Absolutely, straight away, yeah. Yeah, can be sorted out. And I just want to say as well, the actual shape of the walls up in the calf lends itself to the art brilliantly. So it is, there's a great vantage point of the art from all sides of the cafe when you go around it. It's just, yeah, it works really well. It does sit in very it does, well, doesn't uh, it? It really works well, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it looks like it should be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's at home there, so it is. Wish you, Jed, all the best with your art exhibition. Thank you very much, Bad day. Ursula, thank you. Jared, thanks for coming in. Thank you We'll be on galleys always here in the cafe. Any questions will be happy to answer. Thank you very much. Thank you both very much for giving me this time on the arts programme. So there we had Jed McMahon uh, and his art exhibition on in uh, the Balcony Cafe in Gandhi's of Athlone. And um, he's a, Jed is, um, has a, a variety of art, but uh, on display is um, uh, scenery and uh, lovely things to eat. You can put them up on your wall. My next interview is with Shane, and he's an art exhibition in Fern Hill in the Arts Gallery, uh, Savory Fair, Fern Hill. And I have a few minutes with uh, Shane. So let's hear him. Ursula for the Arts Programme on Ross FM and I'm absolutely delighted to be sitting in the Art Gallery, Savory Fair, Fern Hill with Shane Gannon. And uh, Shane has just hung his art and I'll ask him to describe that in a minute but it is, uh, it's very different, it's all round, um, all in a round shape. Shane, you're welcome to the Art Gallery in Fern Hill. Thank you very much, happy to be here. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're sure. an artist. I am an artist, yes. Um, I've always been passionate about painting, always enjoyed it. Uh, from an early age, my dad would have painted and I would have been always uh, copying what he was doing and doing landscapes and all that kind of thing. And I always uh, stuck with it through school. And 
uh, studied a, a, as a degree in Galway in GMIT. Okay. So I uh, graduated in fine art in 2005. Since then, um, I worked a lot in community arts in Mayo, so I'm originally from Mayo. Okay. So worked a lot in community arts with an organisation called Mayo Art Squad. Um, we would have been involved in doing lots of um, props for plays and parades and workshops in schools and music in uh, healthcare settings and all that kind of thing. Um, so I worked with that for three years. After that, uh, worked a whole bunch of jobs, uh, to be honest. Had a life. Yes, yes. Um, but always kept the art going. And during COVID, I guess, um, my work got a little bit more abstract and uh, a little bit more self-discovery. And I experimented a lot with uh, resin, um, pouring the paint and different sizes and all that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, that's more or less what so I'm doing. So this is a resin? Yeah, I mix inks. Uh, so I mix ink with the resin. So first of all, I would do an acrylic uh, layer. And then once that's dry, I would mix the resin with uh, ink and uh, pour the paint onto the, the board. Okay. Um, I have to say they're gorgeous. Um, Thank you very much. The colours are, are, the colours are gorgeous as well. Yeah. And, and, and the forest one down there, I can find myself going along by the trees, just wondering what's on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Am I meant to do that? Uh, you are indeed. You are indeed. So that, that one is actually just oils. So there's one there's one or two in oils. That one is also just oils. All right. Um, and I, I just wanted to experiment more with traditional methods as well as uh, something different. Um, with, with the resin, so you can, you can see there is a, a difference in them, um, for sure. But with those two uh, of the forest scenes, um, they'd probably be the most recent, and um, I guess just experiences from walking through forests, being with nature, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And did you tell me you do portraits as well? Uh, yes, I do portraits, so you can see them on my website. Portraits of friends, that kind of thing, again, they'd be very different. Um, so once I... Uh, get involved in the process it might last for a few weeks and then I'll stop for a few weeks but when I come back to it I might do something completely different you know um, it's always good to be changing and learning and developing as an artist I think and art I, is a journey isn't it that's it yeah. yeah it is a journey so it is are you on social media uh, I am I have my own website uh, artistshanegannon.com um, that's artist Shane S H A N E Gannon G A N N O N. So artistshanegannon.com, and you'll also get me on Instagram. Uh, the same artist Shane Gannon. Would suggest that uh, our listeners log in and have a look at your art because what I see here, I like. Your exhibition is on for about a month here in the art gallery in Savory Fair in Fernhill in Athlone. Very good, and happy to be here. Delighted to, uh, to have the works on. Have the space, yeah. It is, it's, it's a nice little space, isn't it? It is indeed, it is indeed, yeah. And, um, I mean, they're very good to give us the space, Burn Hill um, and uh, Savory Fair, both allow us the space to uh, to exhibit. Um, because there's nowhere really to exhibit, is there? No, it's hard, and, and when you do apply for exhibitions, it could be a year in advance, so you're waiting a while. Well, I think you must have been waiting a year uh, maybe, and a half. Maybe more, actually. <laughs> yeah, because COVID came in. Yes, of course, yeah. And there was 22 on a waiting list when I took over. Right, okay, yeah. So, you know, we're still working down through the, the waiting list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shane, wishing you all the best. Thank you very much. Um, no doubt we'll pop in and have a look at your art throughout the, the month. Okay. Wish you all the best. Thank you very much. I'm back on air, so I am, and um, I'm just going to get 
uh, bring Lee on air with me as well. I can't find which button to put him on, uh, Seamus. Um, <clears throat> we have Lee Williamson with us, and Liam, you're welcome. Thanks very much. Good to be here. Great. I think it's the uh, third time now, is it? <laughs> it feels regular. <laughs> You know you were here. <laughs> oh, I do. I, I know my way around already. I know where the, the kettle is and everything. Yet. <laughs> That's fine, so it is. Um, Lee, film producer, filmmaker, um, just give us a little quick introduction to yourself in case somebody hasn't listened to you Hi, so um, I own and run a, a business called Shutter Maniac Productions and we do film, uh, photo, uh, video and art. Um, I say we because I'm always trying to get all the boys and girls around me, a bit of work now and again, so we keep ourselves busy. And you forgot, one of the words you forgot was award-winning. Back away, that's two words, too much. <laughs> and then, of course, you brought in uh, our, our our two boys for the um, Irish part of the Eurovision, which is called... Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we were working on something together, and uh, it was nice momentum for them. Not that you can't, you can hold them back anyway, they're stars, you know. Um, very confident young men, great to see and good role models for the younger ones, you know. Yes, I was delighted to meet them. I was privileged to meet them actually because, uh, again, two lovely young fellas and uh, I'm sure they're going to go far. Now, you've been a busy, 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 busy bee. <laughs> you probably hear it in my voice. I, yeah, I can, uh, I'm, I'm having trouble talking today, which is rare. <laughs> Well, tell us a little bit of what you've been up to, uh, Lee. Well, today we were uh, down uh, with the Tidy Towns um, planting trees. So I had uh, Lanesborough and Bally League National Schools uh, planting trees as part of a, a Quilsha initiative. So uh, they aim to plant loads and loads of trees and they're giving out free uh, saplings to whoever would uh, put them in the ground. So we had the two schools come together today and uh, I came here straight from that now. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to see Bally League and Lanesborough doing something together. How much of a difference? There's not a big distance between them, is there? Actually, no, it's just the bridge connects it. Yeah. Um, so, as part of that, we're also trying to do um, a town twinning venture as well, uh, where we get Lanes and Bar League to twin with a town over in uh, Europe. So, there's a couple of... Um, Contenders. Yeah, a couple. It's doing well. We made a little video and had a local lassie, uh, Rebecca Tynan Riley, uh, do the narration for it. And, um, yeah, we got a couple of nice emails. And, you know, I can't say any more, but... Uh, there's things happening there too. And as well as that, did I see you um, um, on the disability um, boat? Uh, the Access for All Centre yeah. officially opened at uh, Kira Malili's venture there. Um, yeah, we had um, Leo Varadkar down to formally open it and uh, I managed to get down there and um, take some shots of everybody um, coming together. And there was another tree planting for the tidy towns as well. We'll have a forest down there at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> we have beautiful scenery there, so you have good Oh, the absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the place comes alive, and uh, my favourite season is the autumn. You know, it's beautiful down there in the autumn. But, yeah. And some of your pictures then would have been, I'm, I'm, I'm interrupting you, but I can't help it. Oh, that's some right. of your pictures would have been up on um, um, the weather forecast. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, with Derek Hartigan of Virgin Media. Yep, uh, he's been very good at helping uh, promote the areas too. And my, my thing is to try and make sure that Longford and Roscommon and get promoted equally, otherwise I'll be in bother. Because <laughs> you're on the border, aren't you? I'm right on the line, yeah. <laughs> right on the line, yeah. Yes, you have to bring both with you. What else have you been up to, Lee? Uh, we just got back from Belfast last night where we were uh, scouting for some street performers and circus acts for the, the, the arts festival in the summer. Uh, so rather than just kind of go online and discover these uh, nice folks, we went up and seen them perform. 
because there's nothing better than actually meeting them and talking to them and building relationships. So we came down last night after three days, and Belfast is a vibrant, vibrant spot, uh, and we made some good friends, circus friends, and I got my hula hoop on, a, on the go. I've seen the hula hoop, so <laughs> You've seen I... the hula hoop, I saw you saw that, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see you moving the hula hoop. You never will. <laughs> never will, that's why I record everything. I don't. I stay on the right side of the camera, that's <laughs> it. So we're up there with uh, Jenny Hall from Circus Full, promoting the Circus of Fools, and Jean Rattigan, the festival director for the Crew Arts Festival. So um, That will be all this summer. That's sometime. this summer, yep. yep. That's it. So either some of those acts from, for this year or uh, bookings for next year. So we keep it going. Uh, what else have we been up to? Uh, I mentioned the town twinning. I'm, I've got a wee list to get through because I haven't seen you since uh, September. Uh, oh, yeah, in, in terms of workshops, um, we're still doing the filmmaking workshops with uh, creative um, uh, creative schools and the learning from the extremes where we had uh, Transact supply tablets uh, to the school um, and um, we're, we're These using... These are computerised tablets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we're using the tablets to, to teach the filmmaking workshops to the kids and then they get the school gets to keep a hold of them afterwards. It's a really nice initiative um, and we, we're seeing if we can develop it further. But uh, it's nice to get different groups together that might be involved in that. So perhaps Samsung, Amazon, and maybe something from the arts office. We'll have to, we'll have to see. And can I just ask you there? Will there be a film at the end of this? Yep. So the the goal to try and give the the kids something to work towards. Uh, there's a five minute limit uh, on uh, film entries to Fish in Galway Film Festival. Uh, and also the, you get extra points for Irish as well. So we're doing um, the juniors, the seniors, the first and the second with some Irish language, some green screen and AI. And then the third and fourth, we're uh, showing them how to do interviewing techniques. And we had Joe O'Brien, the local news agent, uh, being interviewed by the kids. Uh, and they're, they're really getting into the swing of it. And then the, the, the two, uh, the, the older years, uh, they, we have a director. Uh, we last year just stood up one day and told me she wants to be director. And all the boys were like, why does she get to be director? So, well, she stood up, she was direct, and you all listened. And like, oh, I was like, that's how it works, boys. <laughs> so, uh, girl power, you know. Um, so she's been doing a great job bringing it all together. And they've written, actually, and they're filming their own wee uh, story. So it's all connected through just the proximity of the school. And then uh, we'll edit that and submit it to the the Arts Festival in Galway and hopefully um, have a, a matinee performance or a matinee uh, film festival section in the, the Arts Festival in the summer. Uh, the Arts Festival where? In, in the, the Crew of the Arts Festival in, in Longford. Longford, yeah, yep. OK. And uh, maybe at some stage you'll bring them into us? Yeah, I think so. Or I could come out to you? The, yep, I think so. I think it'd be a good idea, actually. Um, yeah, we can keep in touch and uh, I'll keep you in the loop right, yeah. and we can definitely work on that, yeah. Yep. Um, and then next week we're actually headed down to Galway for festival workshops, a two-day uh, educational thing. So, yeah, it's, we're flat out, on the move the whole time. I'll, I'll have no voice left. <laughs> no harm, <laughs> everyone's saying. <laughs> no harm. That's why you're behind the scenes and you're the director, not the actor. Oh, aye, aye, <laughs> that's it. I try my best to stay out of the way. <laughs> so then... Um, I had applied for a, a bursary from the Roscommon uh, Arts Office and was awarded a wee bit to do... Um, I was asking, trying to see how we could show how we made Snov during lockdown on a budget and brought it all together and I was going to do a wee documentary to kind of explain film festivals and how you'd submit to them to try and help emerging filmmakers and give them a bit of encouragement. Like if a, a, a plod like me can do it, then, you know, anyone can do it, uh, especially on a budget. So I approached them in the Roscommon 
they came forward and said, yeah, we'll give you some, uh, uh, you know, a few bob for that, but then uh, we'd like you to get someone else to kind of collaborate in with me. So they suggested Johnny Gogan from uh, Creative Heartlands. And myself and Johnny had a wee meeting. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do something where I might present a workshop on how we did it and perhaps film that. Uh, and then that will be the video product at the end. So, actually, beautiful way that came about. And um, I had... The Roscommon Arts Office have been very supportive to me and trying to develop me as well. So it's nice because I'm always trying to bring people in and help them develop. And uh, it's nice when someone sees that and decides they want to develop me too. So, and I actually think there's a vibrant art movement, isn't there, in the Midlands? Oh, it's it's insane. Like I, I didn't I didn't realise how vibrant it was until I dipped my toe in the water. Well, and I didn't either until I came here. Sure, I, I fantastic, yeah. Like you're flat out, and I'm flat out trying to keep up with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up with myself. Oh, yeah, I'm falling behind. <laughs> and everybody else is flat out. I mean, there's so much happening. There's a lot happening. You have to really, uh, you have to be really good at your time management. Um, yeah, and like for the month of May, there's so much happening here in Roscommon. It is just the county of Roscommon. Yeah. And I mean, you're much involved in that, so you are as well. Oh, uh, Roscommon is vibrant. Uh, Longford is uh, vibrant yeah. as well. It's a, it's a really nice place to be. Should even we were down in a reboot networking event. Um, down in Mayo as well, so like from all the way down, like there's there's things happening everywhere. Um, it was really really good to see. It was Pat Claffey that was organising the reboot and networking, and uh, Kieran was emceeing the event too. Nice uh, chance to have everybody. Uh, there was a, a lassie in Roscommon, fierce fun faces. She has the face painting and the, the, the balloons, and she has a vibrant business. Uh, business is booming for her. Uh, managing to employ people as well, yeah. which is always great to see. And we've all started working together. Um, we, we definitely have become greater than the, the sum of our parts. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the more the more people work together, the better it is. Yeah, and the more that they can promote one another. And maybe lockdown or shutdown had something to do with this because everybody's up and out. Yeah, it, um, I suppose it showed us what we didn't have, uh, and then we started connecting online. Um, those those great groups uh, thrived during lockdown and promoted even more. Um, I was doing a bit of work there for Grow Remote. They're a, an Irish body that um, really promoting the hybrid and the working from home uh, situation, and um, they've been great to work with. I, I did a, I filmed an event for them, and I had my notepad writing down notes as I was working, so I was learning and working at the same time. Uh, everything is moving so quickly now. Um, you, you really need to kind of pay attention and keep up with it, and uh, where, where where you can uh, support local artists and local businesses, and even if it's just a like or a share of a social media post, every little bit you do really, really, really helps. Or leave a nice review on Google, or you know anything you can do. You don't necessarily have to go and purchase the product or or buy in or subscribe. You can help with those little ways as well. Every little helps. Yep. Have you anything else there for us, Lee? I think that's us. We rattled through that list in great time. Right. Can I just ask you to um, tell us the name of your company again, how we could follow you on social media? Okay, so it's Shutter Maniac Productions. Will you spell that for us? Uh, so Shutter, S-H-U-T-T-E-R, Maniac. That's an easy one. Productions. And then uh, you'll find that on uh, shuttermaniac.com. Right. Uh, you'll find me personally, Lee Williamson, on Facebook. You'll find uh, Shutter Maniac Photo on Instagram. Uh, I can't remember what the Twitter handle is, but I barely use it. <laughs> and you'll find me personally on LinkedIn as well. Uh, LinkedIn has been really good for corporate and commercial uh, gigs. I, um, that's um, kind of how I got introduced to Centre Parks. Uh, and they're, they've been fantastic as well at promoting local business and uh, employing local people. 
So Centre parks are around Ballymahan. They're um, that's it, Newcastle Woods, yeah. Newcastle, yeah. yeah. Newcastle House um, used to visit there quite regularly. Ah, Newcastle no way. House. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice area, a nice place to walk the kids and walk yeah. the wife. Well, she walks me. <laughs> Newcastle Forest out there, yeah, uh, on our way through Ballymahan. Beautiful area, so beautiful place, absolutely. Yeah. So the. Thank you very much for coming in. Um, catch up with you soon again. Absolutely. Maybe but, sooner next time so I don't go on so much. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, you're always welcome because you always bring um, new ideas to the, to the programme and new new um, new initiatives. And uh, no doubt I'll catch up with you for uh, the Arts Festival in Longford. You will, you will. Or and you'll see me walking down in Bally League and um, getting... Uh, Tidy Towns and Jerry Trimble and all the all the good lads down that way. And the other thing is, when your uh, film uh, is finished with the schools, sure, maybe you come back to me and we walk out. Oh, home. we could do something with like that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, that'd be nice actually. Yeah, yeah, we'd chat up on that. Maybe we can get some uh, some people to vote for it in the festival or something. Well, yes, I mean, yeah. let me know and we can we can cool. we can promote it so we can. That's what we're here for. Our celebrities for the arts program on Ross FM. I'm absolutely delighted to be in the springs here in Monksland and catch up with a co-presenter, may I say, Kira Lawless. Kira, you're welcome to the Arts Programme. Ursula, it's an absolute pleasure to finally be on your programme. I have to say, I, I'm definitely one of your fans. I listen in every week and I just love your array of guests and the chats. I'm lucky, haven't I? You're very lucky. I am very lucky. <laughs> and they're lucky. <laughs> I know, no, I, I am lucky and I'm blessed every, every, every Wednesday uh, with, the, with the different guests that come on. And I'm blessed that you're coming on this Wednesday. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Where are you from? Galway originally? I suppose Galway, Roscommon. Um, I'm literally right on the borders, Galway and Roscommon. And I have to say, it's, it's a nice little quiet little area. And you're now nestled more in the Athlone, Roscommon side. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, yes, You're yes. Spot on. And you present a program yourself on um, Rossafel. Two programs. Uh, three. Three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention. You're okay. <laughs> You're fine. Um, yeah, I do a current affairs program on a Tuesday morning, between nine and eleven. It's Good Morning Roscommon, and a on a Thursday between five and six, an Inspired Lives show. I'm just talking to really individual uh, individual people that do kind of quirky different things and. And then on Friday, which has been a new show, actually, um, I co-host a show with Susie Savannah, and it's archaeology and mythology, so it's called Raiders of the Lost Worlds. So we look into yeah, the exploration of the land, the history, and the myths of Ireland. Okay, I know Susie quite well. I, I met her, gosh, at a, a Bosker Award. Wow. That's when I met her, and that's a long, long time ago. Ah, stop. We were both <laughs> at the Bosker Awards. Anyway... So you're with me today to tell me you have written a song. Yeah. You are the singer of the song. You are the presenter of the song. So tell us a little bit. Tell us, first of all, what's the name of the song? Yes, so the song is called Half the Man. Um, It's the first single off the upcoming album, which will be titled Where Am I Supposed to Go With This Love? And it's a collection of songs that have been wrote really and truly kind of starting at, in 2020 and they've kind of evolved and grown and gathered other songs with them. Um, so I was very lucky to get the opportunity to start recording the process of that um, last August. So I've been in studio on and off all year round um, and still currently finishing off recording as well. So we got to release this track last Friday um, and I was super excited to get to get the release there. So Sorry, what date was last Friday? 28th. 28th yeah, of April, okay. 28th of April. 
And uh, yeah, so the music video for this, the first music video is coming out on the 12th of May. Um, it'll be, the, I suppose, the first music video I've ever put out really on YouTube. So we're really excited. And for anybody listening um, in, you can stream the song across Spotify, Tidal. Oh my God, there's so many other platforms there available that you can stream it through. And is that band, Bandcamp? That's, it's available on that as well. Okay. There's loads there. It's available across them all anyway, as far as more. So we can stream the, the song now. Yeah, and listen. Yeah. And then on the 12th of May, the first video is coming out. Yes, yeah. So it's kind of, I suppose, introducing myself and introducing the song um, to you all. And then the second music video, which is actually the story behind the song, that is coming out on the 18th of June. It's a Father's Day edition. And the song is about, um, I suppose, the love between a father and a son. Um, it's, it's entitled Half the Man because he's saying, I hope I'm half the man you are. It's thanks to you I've come this far. That's the lyrics. And really and truly, the song is actually based upon Alzheimer's. Oh. So, yeah, so my grandmother had Alzheimer's, um, but she's also the person who really inspired me musically and would have always kind of pushed me, I suppose. So writing this album, it was really important to me that I had a song that kind of was a tribute to her and her legacy and her memory. She would have played in the Evoca Cayley Band that got to tour around quite a few many places. And um, her dream was pretty much music. But if I have a brief moment, I'll just tell you a little yeah. short story, but I'm sure you'll all quite enjoy it because it is unusual. Um, she would have taught herself uh, a cor- piano, accordion and piano as well. Um, and growing up, she used to work in a convent and she was going by this shop premises that had all these musical instruments. And she saw this beautiful mother of pearl accordion sitting in the window. And she was looking at this piano anyway, this accordion. And it was £300. And that would have been a lot of money back in the day. And you wouldn't just have that. And she would have grown up in the far- in, on a farm. But they wouldn't have been massive farmers. They were just kind of um, small farmers. But uh, she was working in the convent. But the nuns happened to notice that she was kind of moping, moping a bit and kind of looking a bit down. And she was normally quite chirpy. So one of the nuns came up to her and said what's wrong birdie you're not yourself and she goes oh I just saw this beautiful accordion and it's 300 pounds and I can't afford it she goes hold on a minute now follow me so she brought her up the corridor anyway into this small little kind of pokey office and there was this big massive press a really really old press I'd say it was mahogany or something like that and all these little carvings in it and she had the big keys with the big chain and she unlocked the press and opened it up there was rolls and rolls and rolls of pounds all rolled in with elastic bands in there and she took out one and she goes now she goes I have 300 pounds here she goes if I give you this you work here for three years with no pay but this is pay for your accordion so Birdie decided to work for three years with no pay to get the yeah to get the accordion so she you can see how much love she truly had for music so I really wanted to write something that would kind of I suppose honour that um, and yeah, she did pass away through, I suppose, Alzheimer's, among other ailments as well that she had. But going back to how the song was written. Can I, can I just yeah. go back a few things? I'm blown away by the story. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, it, it's one of those. Yeah. Um, and you know yourself, you're chatting with somebody and, and the story goes as it's meant to go. Yeah. But that's, wasn't It's a, insane, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Yeah. How old was your grandmother when she got the money to buy the piano? Yeah, organ? she would have only been in her 20s. Up until then, she had... And it's funny how she even got her first accordion. Again, is another story for another time, but it's... No, no, it's for her, now. Is it for now? It's for now. Um, I've kidnapped you. You're here. <laughs> you're telling me. Okay. <clears throat> well, I suppose... Um, 
she just growing up she was always someone that just loved music she was quite humming around but again she didn't necessarily grow up in a family that really welcomed music or wasn't particularly into music um so what yeah so she was uh, out one day shopping with her father the mother had given them money to go and buy a wardrobe actually for the house go out now and buy a wardrobe i think they had after she'd after having another child so she said you know go out we're going to need a spare wardrobe so she gave the money in pounds i'm not sure how much it was at the time could have been 30 pounds could have been 50 pounds i don't know what it was and uh the father anyway he brought birdie with him for the spin and they went up the road to get this wardrobe and they walked into the furniture shop and i suppose back in those days instruments could have been lingering in furniture shops it was just the norm for a lot of shops to be kind of mixed with different items and uh, she saw this small little piano accordion again in the corner and she just went wild with it. Now, she couldn't play it or anything. She'd never picked up an instrument in her life at this point. She just looked at the father and she just said, uh, his name was Horace. She goes, oh, please, Daddy, please, please. I I know I can play this. And he goes, if I get you this, he said, the mother's, she's not going to feed us tonight. She's going to go mad and she's going to eat me and say, why am I coming back here with this? And I sent you out to get a wardrobe and uh, eventually he anyway he, he kind of bended and he just he bought the cordine for her with the, with the money so the two of them arrived in the door and um, well with she the with the accordion no and wardrobe no wardrobe and she hit the roof as planned <laughs> she absolutely hit the roof and she goes right she says out to that cow house and I never want to hear that I never want to hear a sound of that so she went out to the cow house and she taught herself how to play it yeah, and then through then, after that, then she taught herself how to play piano as well. So she was self-taught, but she loved it, and that's what she did day after day. And, uh, yeah, and she used to play in the Vokakili band, and she just, she loved music, and she had an opportunity as well at some point to go around the world touring. But what happened was at that point she'd gotten married and had her kids. The mother turned around to her and said, you're not heading off now, leaving your children, going off on a tour now. You may... You know, you've made your bed now, lie in it. She said, you, you kind of have to focus now. This is it. Like, the time for music's kind of, uh, you know, it's over now. So she used to just kind of play locally then. And whenever the band was in Ireland, she would play with them. But she really was somebody in my life who very much so encouraged me with the music and really pushed me. So I kind of feel in an essence, really, it's it's not just me I'm also doing it for. I'm doing it for, for her as well. So that's the feeling there with it. Oh, my God, that's, that's an amazing story. Now... We'll pass back on to the 18th of June. Yes. <laughs> um, half the man. Yeah. But it's actually about a woman. Yes. About your granny. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the 18th of June, which is, you told me, Father's Day. Father's Day. Yeah. So I want to give a massive um, shout out as well to some of the co-writers on this song. So we wrote this at the Galway Songwriting Camp, which was set up by the Aftertouch Music label based in Nashville. So I was lucky enough to um, kind of, I suppose, get an inv- receive an invitation from them to attend this songwriting camp. And I was in the room with um, Aisa, um, David Owens, whom actually some of you might be aware of. He's the guy you'd see on Grafton Street with this big grand piano and he plays, he busks all of the time. So that's his full-time job, busking. Um, so he was also one of the writers and uh, Parrish Brown as well, another well-known songwriter as well. Um, so yeah, when we, once we got together, we had a we just the creativity just started to flow. I presented the story, and then so actually the lyrics are matching up with the story and real events that like remember us singing in the car. Um, you always took the lower part, meaning that while she was more of an accompaniment, she was always accompanying me. 
She wouldn't take the lead vocal, but she'd always accompany me with whether it was with an instrument or with a, a lower harmony. Um, so yeah, the song really is um, an ode to her, but Alzheimer's, yeah, she had that as well, but it was interesting the last time I actually was with her. Um, while she didn't know who I was, as soon as we handed her the accordion, she just picked it up and started to play it. And then I sang along. And for one moment, I'm sure she looked at me and I think she knew me for one moment. But it was just, I think, yeah, so that's what the song is. And it's, it's really just, to, I suppose, for people as well that have experienced that and the love of music that, you know, unites us all no matter what we know. <laughs> and do you have any of her recordings? Um, do you know, actually, there is recordings. Yeah, there is somewhere in the archives is the two of us playing together. Yeah, there is actually somewhere at home. Well, for the 17th or the 18th of June, <laughs> and it's the Wednesday before or the yeah. Wednesday after, I'm not sure which. Yeah. We'll work that date out uh, Kira later. See if you can get some of those recordings. Absolutely. That'd be cooler. So and then you're, you're welcome on the arts programme. You're not welcome on the arts programme without them. <laughs> I know you're welcome on the oh, arts definitely. program. I'll yeah. definitely bring those recordings. I think that would be nice, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. That's an amazing idea. I'll definitely bring them. So, And I must actually yeah. look up when Alzheimer's Day is, because Alzheimer's is something that's very close to my heart as well. I mean, yeah. I showed you a poem I wrote about Alzheimer's. This, this is exactly it. Yeah, it? and um, in Ross FM, my two aunts were down about maybe two months ago. And one of them has Alzheimer's. Mm. So she wasn't brought into the studio. She was just in the outside office wow. with my sister. And I said, oh, my aunt's through the studio, mm. my aunt is here. And my aunt Melda said, that's Ursula's voice, where is she? Wow. And that was through cool. the radio, yeah. Wow. But she couldn't see me. She, she couldn't where, see no. it, but she knew. Mm. Alzheimer's are very, yeah. It's, interest, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it is an interesting one. And it's, it's funny, because I think we have a misconception that if we're unhealthy in life, like this woman, Birdie, didn't, never drank and never smoked smoked and she ended up with Parkinson's disease, osteoporosis and Alzheimer's. And oh, she actually, was one yeah. of the nicest people you'd come across. A real gentle, gentle soul, but a very hard worker. She milked 40 cows twice a day on her own and reared four children. So she was a hard worker, but she loved music. Yeah. I'm yeah. absolutely blown away by the story. <laughs> Which actually lends its hand then to the song, because I've listened yes. to the song and I understand now the story behind the song. Yeah, and it was important as well to me not to kind of have this too much belting notes out or I wanted it to be gentle. something that was, yeah, gentle and easy to listen because that's who she was. She yeah, was reflecting gentle. her personality. Yeah, this is exactly it. On saying that, she must have been a very strong inward uh, person as well mm. to be able to learn how to play the piano accordion, <laughs> yeah. milk cows twice a day. Yeah. It must have been hard as well if she wanted her love of music not to be able to travel with the band worldwide. Mm, that was difficult, yeah. She did a lot of sacrificing for her family. So she might have been gentle, gentle in her outward, or your she, perception of her. Yeah, but she had to be strong, you're yeah. right. Yeah, I think so, and there's so many people like that, I think, out there that have also came across a, sim a similar situation. Even with artists, you see a lot of artists, sometimes they step away from opportunities because they have a family and this was, they feel that's their duty to, to them. So uh, yeah, that's why I feel like it's really important at this time, I, I you know make sure I pursue what I love and I love the music. So that's why I said I'd put it out for both of us. All right, Kira, well, you're invited back in on the Wednesday yeah. before or after the 18th of June. Yeah. We'll play your... Um, uh, your single now and tell us tell us the name of it again 
half the man. Dedicated to? To, I suppose, Birdie, Birdie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, it's for her. And we, um, I want to give a shout out as well to the, uh, the two actors. So oh, yeah. on the 18th, yeah, so the, I have a few people to give a shout out to as well before I forget about them. Um, so uh, Derek Duffy plays the role of the father and Daniel Hegarty plays the role of the son. So that'll be coming out in the story um, music video, which is the 18th of June, which is the Father's Day edition. So um, they acted in that one and they really re- recreated that feeling and that bond. Um, Derek is a musician and he's, al- he's also a songwriter, um, very talented musician, made, makes his own Bowerons and things like that. So it's been amazing to have him in it. And the whole thing was shot out in Art Fan in Mount Bellew. Um, I don't know if you all know Sheila... Flanagan, um, well known out there, but she just does amazing things for artists. She has the lovely art fam, so we got to shoot in her studio, so it was just amazing and to be out there and really happy with the space. And of course, Karen Gottelbog as well. And if anyone's listening in and you haven't been out there, oh my god, you need to get out there because it's beautiful. It's full of like unusual types of moss and rare insect eating plants that they have discovered. Um, it's, it's definitely one of the ones in Europe to watch out for, but it's located in Mount Bellew. So we got to do a lot of shooting in different scenes as well in those places. And So that yeah. would be in the video on the 18th of June? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, between now and then, you and I'll shoot out there and um, <laughs> I'll, have, I'll, I'll have a better understanding of what it is you're telling me about. Yeah. Yes, so um, Luke Devaney from Blue Room Studios in Sligo um, produced the whole song. I don't know if you know that saying, I am the mu- Do you remember that song, the nursery rhyme? I am the music man and I come down from the road. And it's like all sing these it, guys. I think it goes, I am the music man and I come from down the road. What do you play? What can you play? And he goes, I play piano. And he does all these instruments. It goes on and on. And he plays piano and he plays guitar and he plays drums and he plays all these different instruments. Well, Luke is one of these people. He plays nine different instruments. So he plays all a lot of like all the instruments on this track. <laughs> He's unproduced it. So a uh, massive shout out to a very, very talented producer down there, Luke Devaney in Blue Room Studios. And there you have Kira singing off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not, quite, that. not quite well, but <laughs> oh, her own that. Oh, I think that's the, the Congratulations, that congratulations. Um, half the man may it be an amazing success and look forward to catching up with Jim June. It's been an absolute pleasure and thank you for taking the time as well, Ursula, to invite me onto your programme. Thank you thank so you. much. So there we had it with Kira Loris uh, and uh, Half the Man. An amazing story about the song that was written uh, about her grandmother and uh, her story of Alzheimer's. Just, uh, it's a very busy weekend uh, in the art world. So uh, can I just, um, Dylan Dal, Dylan Dyad, wish you all the best in the backstage. Uh, Ishnuk is on this weekend. Uh, we're all heading up to Ishnuk the centre of Ireland. The Maria Edgeworth Literary Festival is on this weekend as well. Um, Thanks to uh, uh, Lee Williamson for coming in and chatting with us and telling us what's happening in, in, in the world of um, filming and uh, carrying on there as well. Harp Media, uh, Lakelands, wishing you all the best too coming up um, this Friday night, uh, launching all over the um, all over the cinemas. And um, I want to thank all our guests. I was just thinking to myself, Father's Day is coming up. Anyone, any ideas of uh, guests that you would like me to invite in for Father's Day? And the Alzheimer's is in September, so maybe somebody could send in one or two Alzheimer's poems for us. 